Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. And today we will be discussing coaches and why coaches can be scary, particularly why they're scary to maybe potential clients that you may be interested in. And I think we're going to discuss probably, I feel like we're going to go along the uh, lines of discussing some rumors that come up in the life coaching realm. Um, and we're going to try and dispel some of those and maybe give our opinion as to why those may not necessarily be true. So with that being said, I think setting the stage by asking the question is um, probably a good idea. Uh, what do you guys think scares someone most about that word, life coach? What do you think scares someone when they hear, you should probably go get a life coach? What do you think kind of... Anthony should answer this question first. <laughs> I hear, oh yes. The first thing that I used to think when people told me that, you know, about life coaches is that they're immediately going to try to recruit you into their pyramid scheme. Yeah. They're going to try to sell you a whole bunch of other stuff. Can you explain, uh, explain to me the pyramid scheme? Explain this, because I've never thought of it or known it to be a pyramid scheme. How is it a essentially, pyramid scheme? you make your money by recruiting other people into your grift. So life coaches only make money off of other life coaches. And then those life coaches make money off of other life coaches. Oh, it's just okay. This sort of repeating process where it's like, you're not actually doing any sort of work or benefit for anybody. It's just sort of this machine well, that sort of tries to self sustain itself. But if, okay. So my question there, my big question there would be, if nobody's getting any benefit up from it, then why is anybody doing it? Like, why would, what would, just because for funsies? Like, I, why? <laughs> it's, a, it, it's a, it seems, that was my impression, and a lot of people's impressions, that it's a quick, easy way to make money by not offering any value and not So there's no actual life coach work being done. As much fantasy land as, the, as anything, like, because that it's completely illogical when you break it down. Because at the end of the day, people are not going to hand you money for for nothing. Like they're, they're not going to. I'm just going to give you a yeah, five hundred bucks. Like, and it's it's the imagined value. Right. Like, <laughs> you, can, you can say that life coaching is going to do all these sorts of wonderful things for you, but in a lot of people's minds, at the end of the day, they think it's just like fake therapy, essentially. That's what a lot of people are scared of. That oh, it's that's the other. That's yeah. another really expensive therapy, therapy um, that doesn't really do really anything, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and could and, have done yourself. And it's been depicted in the history. There is a um, uh, show that had one of the first life coaches on it. Was not a life coach. Oh my god! <laughs> far, far from. <laughs> what an actual life coach is. I saw there's another one, a little sitcom where the mother, I, I don't know enough because I haven't watched it. I've watched like a show or something and they called her a life coach. And I'm just thinking, holy Toledo, no wonder everybody has. No wonder we have a bad rap. <laughs> no wonder. I mean, the way that they're promoting it is as if, you know, we were just born and now getting out and coaching and telling people all kinds of things what to do. Well, I know some people are and they're not trained, but the train, those of us that are trained know the difference. Well, trained how? Trained in what way, though? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of training out there um, that is different from what we train, which is ICF, International Coaching Federation certified you know, courses that follow sort of a stricter moral and ethical guideline, mm -hmm. as well as our core competencies that sort of put very uh, good guidelines on what is and what isn't coaching. And so the research that you submitted today, Brooke, a lot of those blog articles I was reading, mm -hmm. and one of the guys, Jason, who was talking, he used to be a former life coach. And then he's like, I'm going to go back to graduate school. Yeah, I read that one. Yeah. I looked him up. He wasn't ICF accredited in any sort of way. Um, and all, everything that he said about coaches was essentially a straw man argument. Like, they took the worst examples of coaches and was like, that's why you shouldn't be a life coach. Yeah, Which yeah, you yeah. could take the worst examples of any profession and say, that's, that's why you shouldn't. 
yeah, shouldn't okay. be that. Um, but yeah, that was my first impression of life coaching that it was. I know just it was. That's why I asked you to go first because when I tell, like first talked to you about it, it was so like vehemently opposed. Which that's even funny. now, if you tell me that you're just a life coach, like that's what you are, the life coach, I'll make the same face as this guy, which is this. <laughs> like, I want to know what you, what is your niche. Yeah. You're not just. You shouldn't be just a life coach. You should be. A relationship coach you should be a this or that coach like something that's more narrowly defined and targets a certain niche because that gives me more that gives me a better impression that you know what you're talking about and that you are comfortable in your profession um rather than this very broad term of life coach that really anybody could just call themselves without any sort of training yep. and this is this is of course prior to, and that's the other element there is, mm-hmm. is that a lot of people think that, that, well, you know, that, I mean, really not a lot of people know what the qualifications of being a life coach is. And, and really it's, it's funny. It's one of the things that I talk to our students about though, they'll, they'll be coming through and they'll, they will speak between, well, do I have to get credential? Do I have to get certified? Do I, and, and, and my response is always, um, well, you are confused as you as you move through this space, right? There's a lot of initials. There's a lot of knowing the difference between credential and certification. So imagine your client who is on the outside and probably equally as confused, if not more so. Um, so they know enough to ask about certification. They know enough to ask about training. Um, so that is really, truly the first step there is to get that first leg so that then you know you have that and it, but i find that that with with the training and everything a lot of times it's for the coaches um and their confidence uh mm-hmm. as much as it is for the client as well mm-hmm. uh, so well i mean you could make the argument that a coach's confidence is for the client at the end of yeah, the day <laughs> it's all for the client at the end of the day yes yeah. i guess that's true isn't it? well it's for both of them really right because it gives mm-hmm. the opportunity for uh self-esteem for both sides of that fence experimenting there was another uh, leg of this it was uh jk rowling um oh my uh, goodness about a year yes. ago she does not like life coaches oh and my I, I'm gosh. Gonna look up her quote but it was something um that's harsh really i don't have good opinions of jk yeah. rowling in the first place <laughs> yeah she like, was quite like brutal uh, so if you're a life coach, who's who's on here implying that people are losers if they aren't learning a new skill, building a brand while in lockdown? Maybe stop. People have challenges you know nothing about. Sometimes getting through something is more than enough. So that was like sort of it sparked. But she has since put out several other uh, like life doesn't come with coaches unless you pay for one. Um, <laughs> and like uh, so it's but she's not a very big fan of coaches, but her impression right of that is that coaches are somebody who are gonna they're gonna force you to work and do goals and goal setting and be on you and like and basically push you uh when you don't want to be pushed and that's sort of uh, i think a fear that people have when it comes to coaches um yeah i agree i think there's that generalization that is at the forefront of a lot of the fear that um people may kind of receive from thinking about potentially getting or even considering having a life coach is that there is going to be someone across from them, again, pushing them, potentially doing things that they're not necessarily ready for, um, which is not the case, again. And I also believe that there is something, uh, one of the articles I read, prior to someone actually hopping in and taking a, she took a two-day training um, where she kind of went oh, through. Oh, that was the Vice article, yes. Yes, she, exactly. She took, and, she took a two-day training that was not a free two-day training, and that's how she learned a lot about the life coach. I was like, that. No. <laughs> well, it's great. I mean, originally prior to her taking that training, she thought that it was just someone telling you as a life coach pretty much how to live your life. And that, again, is, I think, the biggest um, one that we may be missing. I don't know if we kind of brought that up just yet, but that seems to be someone who doesn't have any idea about what life coaching is or that realm or that, you know, that general space is probably thinking, um, again, a life coach is going to tell me how to live my life or suggest how I should be living my life, which again absolutely not at all what a life coach is what do you think that where do you think that comes from why do you think it is that people those two words i think really if you have no general knowledge again or if you don't if you haven't been in that space of life coaching uh hearing those two words together just suggests that life 
someone, or especially with, I think, coach. Coach comes first. As a coach, we all grow up kind of, um, you know, sports, for example. A coach kind of tells you how to play the game. Well, we that that term of coach kind of suggests that, you know, there's someone that's going to be there. Um, Yelling at you. Yes, yes, exactly. like, <laughs> you really should have a different term for it because yeah, literally and throwing things like <laughs> the first, everybody's first encounter with a coach is a PE coach pretty much in the Western yep. world. We should probably just come up with a new term for it. it coach is what, a would bad call, what would you call a coach? What would you call it? Question uh, um, mark. I'm an examiner. I'm a life examiner. <laughs> Life reflector. A life auditor. A life. <laughs> a life enhancer. Oh my goodness. A life partner. We gotta get a good one. Trademark. If you if if you're watching this and you think of a better term for it, go ahead and use it in your marketing. You'll probably. I don't do think really it'll. Well I don't think it. anybody will have any clue because I think it's a it's a it's a lost point. The word coach now has got it's a billion dollar industry. Yeah. It's not. It's not going yeah. anywhere. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Um, so maybe PE coaches should stop calling themselves coaches. Mind you, though, there are sports industry knocking off. We, we can't just blame the PE coaches, though. We can't. We yeah. have to blame also, and it's not saying we have to blame anybody, but but we have to address at some point the fact that there are a lot of people out there that are going to tell you how to live your life, that are going to say, I'm a coach and, and I'm here to give advice and I'm here to tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. And that exists. And honestly, mm -hmm. coaches market that way. I don't know if they do that behind closed doors, but it's okay if they market that way, uh, to, to give tips, tools, and help. But I think that big defining line sometimes gets blurred because of that. Well, and I think that's probably where a lot of the bad rap has come out from that coaching concept is people have hung shingles, pretended, and maybe not pretended, maybe they truly believed that they were truly trying to be helpful and really weren't helpful. They were coaching or, or whatever uh, their client into a place where it wasn't them. It's not who they are. It's not even in their wheelhouse of what they wanted. And yet that coaching towards that direction was happening because I have the advice and I'm going to tell you what you should be doing. Uh-oh. Kitty? I know uh, I had one of my, my lanterns fall down. I don't know why the, the chain snapped. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> so, like you know, screen. telling people who they are and what they're doing is not what we do. We help them discover, right, who they are and yeah. what they want to do. Kind of a different uh, framework of how we approach and work with our clients. I um uh in in that space too of the ones telling. Do you guys know of any horror stories, uh, things that have happened that maybe when a coach was not coaching and, and maybe something went wrong? Uh, any any <laughs> um, mm. has ever, ever had anybody or maybe it's you yourself ever given advice and then had it go horribly south? I've got I've had a few of those moments. I've learned the hard way. <laughs> but not in a coach. I, yeah. Yeah. I've definitely had my fair share of um, undesirable coaches in my life, and I don't mean life coaching. I mean, throughout high school and uh, middle school, not the not the greatest coaches on earth. Um, they, again, I think the definition of coach is someone that assists you um, in whatever it is that endeavor may be. You know, specifically, probably, I would say like I played football. So just for an example that um, is reasonable, and I can go ahead and bring that up, would be um, that coach did not assist. He kind of just, he gave you orders. It was more like a drill sergeant. Like, this is what you do. You go do it. You don't do it. Then, you know, you're on the bench or you're off the team type deal. And that is, I think, especially for someone who's just growing up, a really bad way to kind of, um, you know, mold them as, you know, ideally a good player well, in that situation. If we, I think also if we take, coaching instead of a profession more sort of as a skill set that applies to people you know interacting with other people you've got like counselors you've got you know teachers mm -hmm. parents um any sort of mentor your boss employer like a whole host of people that in life in general telling you what to do or trying to give you advice in such a way where it's just unhelpful like there's probably you know, billions of people out there who have that one person in their life who was 
advising or coaching them or just plain out telling them what to do and it wasn't good for that person so coaching as the icf sees it gives you a set of skills to help that person figure out what's best for them rather than being told by someone else what's best um so any horror story where it comes from a authority figure telling you what's best for you when it's really in their benefit that's might as well be a coaching horror story at that point yeah um so looking at i'm looking at an article from forbes and it, mm -hmm. it says nine great reasons to hire or not hire a life coach and so the first ones it lists that and i'll just read them through and then we can discuss why not to hire one i want someone to fix what's wrong with my life i need help with deep-seated psychological issues i'd like a wise friend those are the three it gives why not to now to hire a life coach it gives something wonderful has happened something terrible has happened nothing is happening and i want to make something happen <laughs> um uh i mean that's i think it's kind of a great way to to look at at what the coaching space is it's kind of a smart way of laying it out right we don't do the psychological issues the wise friend is interesting so what's the take on the wise friend for you guys that's Why the wise I... friend who knows you well enough to tell you what to do and um they think they understand who you are and what you've gone through versus finding out the direction you want to go so they think they know you too well and well probably visiting them i'm sorry go ahead Brooke. oh no no you're fine what, what's are the you, damage there is my question yeah i was gonna say you're probably visiting them just because you feel like that's someone who's gonna give you the answers that you already know you want to hear um a bit of an echo chamber, you know, if that's someone who is a wise friend, um, as a friend, someone who isn't necessarily indifferent, uh, they're probably going to give you what you want to hear, and you're probably going to go to them because you want to hear. Not, I um, don't agree with that necessarily. Because mm -hmm. I have enough people in my world that they don't tell me what I want to hear a lot of the times. <laughs> but they will tell me what their opinion is of what I should be wanting, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I, I just think as, again, like as a friend, maybe not. So aside from being a coach, a coach being indifferent, um, ideally is kind of what you're looking for in a coach. Yeah. Um, you could potentially go to a friend on a day where they're just drained and, you know, you're, you're kind of looking for their opinion. They maybe don't have time to tell you something that, you know, you may not want to hear because... Again, as as a friend, I feel like you kind of have the a little bit of a, an obligation to not always, you know, give someone a right or a left hard jab. Even though, you know, I wouldn't say a life coach would do that, but they definitely uh, give you a, a kind of a space to be, again, um, reflective rather than, you know, again, potentially not getting at all what could be beneficial to you. And that might be advice that, or not advice, but a reflection or advice that isn't necessarily true to whatever scenario you may be dealing with. Yeah. So in another space here, um, here are uh, common fears for people who, um, or just maybe misconceptions for people who don't, as to why they may not hire a coach. Um, so one is, you know, they, they feel like they know it all already. Like they've got everything figured out. Why do I need a coach? Um, well, I mean, just that alone, like if you don't feel like you need a coach, then don't get a coach. Like you've already, you've already at the finish line, essentially of coaching which is not needing a coach, um, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel like you need one, then don't get one. Like, that's not well, yeah. for you. <laughs> um, um, the other one is uh, you, you don't want to be held accountable. Um, and that kind of fits that, like, <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I'm not ready like for that. change. That's like, I'm not ready for change space. You're just not yep. in there, you know? So you're not going to hire a coach because I don't want to be held accountable. I'm worried the coach will force me to do something I don't want to do. Nobody can force that. <laughs> Unless the coach has like captured you and held you, he's <laughs> holding you hostage. <laughs> like that, that fear just doesn't make sense to me. That you're being forced to do something you don't want to do. Um, and I, also, with the, oh, go on. I've watched some other coaches, shall we say, um, who are kind of famous, and they do exactly that. They'll have name people, names, Lisa. No, I'm not naming names. Drop names right now. <laughs> They'll have people stand up, bear their soul, and then be walked down a path of making a decision, a yes or no decision, 
and kind of get badgered into claiming I, a decision. I've had so I had an experience like that, not like to that degree, but where I was, I was in a coaching space, and it was supposed to be being coached, and it was great until the moment at the end, and it felt like I was being forced, like like. Like it felt like it was being like coerced to to say and go a specific direction, and mind you, I can I can have my own opinion in that space and everything. But there's always that people pleaser part of you that's like, well, if I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell him what he wants to hear and get this because I'm I'm just okay, yeah, just get this over with. And in that space right there, as a client, that's like the last thing you want to do to your 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 clients. And I really. It, it for me, I, I never, I didn't, I was like, I was not, not over coaching with that. Like, we're not doing that again. <laughs> um, because it was, it made it feel, it made it feel like it was about them and not me. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and then I was, like it was them getting their so win. The trust was ruined, really, mm -hmm. on, on every level. Like, like, I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable. It didn't feel safe, like a safe space anymore. And then followed by the not feeling like a safe space, it now, like, I'm like, well, now you have an agenda. I don't get to have one. Right? And that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Name the coach. What? Name that coach right no, now. I'm not naming coaches. <laughs> that's, that's that space of the coach working harder than the client. And then when that's yeah. you know being felt by the client, that's a really terrible space to be in. Well, and it wasn't in bad, it wasn't with bad intention. It wasn't going to lead mm -hmm. me down. But it was just that moment where I was able to be me. And then now I'm not able to be me fully anymore because I have to be what you want me to be. Like, and I, and that's why it's so critical in this space to just let, don't lead. Don't let, please, as somebody who's been led by a coach, don't lead it. Cause it, it makes it not nearly as powerful. It makes it entirely about them. And it just, it really did ruin it for me. It did. Um, and so that's why it's so critical. I mean, I, I can, I appreciate it more than ever. Um, it's an interesting space as a consultant too, because in that consultant space, you know, we are giving a lot of advice. Um, however, I, I mean, I would like to not, I, no, you've got all the answers, go. I, mean, like, <laughs> cause I, do. Um, I had somebody I one time who was an assistant in one of the classes I took and she was telling me about what I should be considering. I'm, I'm, I'm now trying to think about how she worded it. It was in such a way that I, I was kind of a brat. <laughs> and I would, it wasn't intentionally being a brat. You were brat, Lisa. Brat. <laughs> I'm not totally not intentional being a brat, but yeah, I got had a bratty response. And I'm like, ooh, that was very nice of me. But at the same time, telling me what I should be thinking about, like, like I'm not sure who you think you are. I'm telling you what I want to work on, and here you are telling me what I should. No, that that's not fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I get, that summarizes like the big the big fear when it comes to hearing life coaching or what a life coach is. And there's yeah. that misconception of exactly that space that you just mentioned. That's yeah. what's going to happen, and that is. I, I feel like most people, you know, they don't want to be in a scenario where someone's telling them, especially if you're, you know, you're. I guess there are, you know, I think there's, there's that gray line where a bunch of different opinions can kind of come in as far as, again, what a life coach it is, what, it, what life coaching actually is, because again, there's coaches that you do pay that you want them to go ahead and tell you kind of what to do, like a trainer, I guess you can consider that a coach. And then there are coaches, again, that you as maybe, you know, you would kind of want them to assist you rather than actually lead, which it, it, yeah, it can just get all muddied together and make things really complicated and, again, scary uh, in that situation. I would say, like, there are times when I would just don't want to think. Like, I just want, but it's about, that's about, like, very, like, small detail things. Like, it's like, I don't want to think about how, what shirt I'm going to wear today. Like, if I, like, I, and I just like to have somebody there to say, okay, put on the blue shirt. <laughs> um, then I don't have to think, because I've spent, I've expend all my energy thinking in other spaces that I just want to shut it down. Why right? do you think um, I only wear all black clothing? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to think about anything in the morning. Slap something on and it matches. Um, I Here's, a I think, a legitimate, maybe not legitimate, but a understandable concern that people have about life coaching and that it's, admitting defeat or it's like life coaching is only for losers any self-help space right like yeah I, 
like I, I don't want to like I know there's a problem, but I don't want people like family, friends, bosses, employers to know that I'm seeing a life coach because that's essentially just admitting I suck and I'm a loser. I'm, sorry, and... I'm still so oh shocked. My by you. I'm still yeah. shocked by like people who are. Um, feel like and it's very much prevalent in the male gender like this is a very kind of masculine i'm not going to say always but i think it falls just because of, of of gender roles and everything on that side of the fence more than it does the female and that's that like it's admitting defeat i'm asking for help it means i'm not strong enough to handle it on my own i've got to like do it you know just bear down and go and and like but i think Never that's so absurd. like i'm still shocked when i hear about people razzing anybody else for getting any kind of self-help like like yeah. why would why I, would people yeah. do that it's well, so not even let not even self-help like what if for example you work in a company that uh, promotes life coaching like they have like coaches like or they hire out coaches and you screw up mm. and your boss is like okay like we're gonna have like your boss or h god forbid human resources like okay like we're gonna have to sign like this verbal like thing and then we're gonna get you with a life coach to like or a employee co whatever coach it is for the business we're gonna get you with a coach to like sort of fix your behavior like that feels crappy yeah if you're in a corporate structure maybe don't use life coaches as a stand-in well, for um disciplinary action there was an article as a way to like improve like all the the good things that well, are that's going not, on. See, that's the, the the problem with that is it's not they're not doing the coaching on their own. It's not them making that conscious choice. They're being forced. And yeah. it's, you're forcing somebody into coaching when you're doing that. It's going to be a more difficult space. Like there was a judge recently that that ordered a criminal life coaching. Um, I read an article on, and I wonder how that's going to go. <laughs> um, and maybe the criminal's in a space and he wants it as a thing, but if he's not, it's not, no, it's going to be a fruitless effort for everybody involved. Um, yeah. uh, which is I want to hear more about this. Maybe our life coaches could get some business but beyond working that, with though, uh, corrections. Going back to your previous point, I still mm -hmm. think it's, it's, um, how do you break the that 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 conception that is ingrained in our society and, and on, in most societies, honestly, that it's a failure or a defeat yeah. if you are taking time out to yeah. ask for help or work on yourself or get a coach or get a therapist? Like, the, the, how does one? I mean, what is the first I mean, step getting rid of that? I think. You shouldn't, shouldn't, sorry, go ahead, Anthony. I was gonna say you shouldn't even maybe conceptualize coaching in that space like it's mm -hmm. not something that fixes a deficiency it's something where you want to accelerate growth <laughs> like you can't that's no i think that's where it starts though so that's like where the problem starts is people aren't broken like we well, think, think think of it this way um you don't most people typically don't see getting in debt for like an education or a house or a business they don't see that as a failure. That's just a necessary part of growing and or hiring an assistant or setting yeah, yourself or up for the future. You so if you have thought of your coach as a staff member, right? As mm -hmm. as a critical element in your business's growth, in your life growth. If it's a you know like a personal trainer, I think having there's not a lot of people hire a personal trainer. This is like your your no. success personal no. trainer. Like <laughs> if um, you want to, if you want to like go the distance and become the best like reach your like peak physical like ability you have to get to work with somebody like there's not an olympic athlete out there who's not working with somebody to go that extra mile and maybe and that's, that's why we call it coaching oh <laughs> <laughs> but you know people don't see it that way they see it as a stand in for a therapist or a counselor or something that's, to fix a sort of well, deficiency not what we do that's such like, it that's isn't, but there's been too many people that have done that and and moved in that well, space and thought that they were entitled to be in that space because they've lived it breathed it sleeped it themselves so therefore because they're qualified based on who they were or are and have come through it that's where that misconception comes from 
a good portion of it, not all of it, obviously, that we are not out there to give therapy in any way. We are there to provide that trainer kind of space that you were mentioning, both Brooke and, and Anthony, um, that support system that allows that person to really discover uncover, go through whatever direction they want to go through that doesn't have to do with therapy. I would say just really, I want to, I want to say, I would say a really good way to kind of shift that mindset of, of it rather than being a, a space of you fixing yourself, uh, view it as a, what's really kind of opened the door for me to kind of understand exactly uh, when I was first figuring all about life coaching and what it actually meant. Um, rather than seeing it as a space again where you're you're not fixing, that's not what we're looking at here. It's a space of maintenance, you know. It's just like going out and getting some, you know, just to, to compare it physically, going and maybe getting in a quick jog. Um, it is something that is gas in the car. Exactly. <laughs> looking at your map. <laughs> to again to keep you. Um, we all you know, use Siri or or <laughs> Alexa. Mm. Or, you know, we've got our, we've got our navigator that we, <laughs> uh, I'm a man. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we have a, uh, we've got a question from we're, Facebook user. I can't tell on, yeah, before um, we, really quick, um, oh, like, yeah. like, here, I'll pop it up here. But, um, the, the other thing too, I think part of the reason that, that, that we get lumped into that self-help fixing space, even though that's not really, really, we should be living in a much more professional kind of space than that uh than that person even though there is that personal growth uh element but i think a lot of that comes from like coaches who haven't been trained that their marketing is is targeting depression depression their marketing is targeting these very real things that, that people are feeling but they're actually in truth not what they do that's not what a coach should be hiring somebody somebody should be hiring a coach for being stuck yes but but being depressed and being all, that's not what coaches treat. So I think a big part of that misconception is coming from that 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 piece of, of coaches who don't know what coaching is and are again still putting it out there. Um, so how can we get the word out there that of what coaching truly is, and how can ICF become the well? The, I, that's not us that we <laughs> we can't do anything with the ICF portion, but that's entirely up to the government. I mean, I'm on board with being an ICF fascist and just like saying. <laughs> If it's not ICF, it's not coaching. Like you cannot call oh, no, yourself it's a coach. A purist, the coaching coach. purist is yeah. what you are. I, I prefer the term dictator, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that's you know one of the to, the answer that that's what we uh, part of our reason to do these lives is to help other people in a fun way. We're we're trying to keep it a sense of humor and uh, to some serious stuff. I mean, it's technical and it's kind of serious, but fun added to it and help others understand what we're doing and how it makes a difference. And you can do that too. You can put out there just like we are putting out there what the difference and the transition is. So the more people become familiar and aware, they'll be more critical thinking about who they work with but in a good way, not in a way that says you guys are just hanging shingles. You guys don't know what you're doing. You guys, that's, you know. that's a great segue. One of the things that I'd love for us to talk about in this space um, is is maybe not the horror of working with a coach, but maybe the horrors that a coach that deals with with regard to stereotypes um, that that are applied to coaches, like like the you know, you all every every life coach is somebody who just doesn't have a job and, and is looking for what to do. <laughs> Like, um, so that, that exists out there. What other life coach stereotypes are there out there? This close to like, you're just like riding the edge of woo woo and new mm. age quackery and like, like I'll just, do it. Yeah. That is, that is totally like, that is. It's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of coaches who also do that stuff, which, you know, if that's your thing, there's a coach for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's the, so this is a great way of uh, uh, psychology today puts it. It's fluffy, saccharine, nonsensical hoo-ha. <laughs> 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 and I, but it's actually as 
Well, you can mention a very technical thing. There's a very, there's an exact, and it's something I explain on the phone a lot. Is it's a very specific thing that coaches do. It's a very specific skill set. There's a, if you're following ICS model, it is very specific thing. And so that is what you're learning. So you can put whatever you want in front of coach. Uh, what really matters is that word coach. I don't care if it's his life. I don't care if it's his spiritual. I don't care if it's his health. I don't care. It's that word coach is a very specific thing. And that's what you're learning. Uh, when you, when you take a course uh, or get certified is, is what that, how, how to be the yeah, but, the, the, the health coach or the, mm-hmm. that's, that's the different class. Essentially. The, the fear though, that I think, you know, on the customer side is that it's like, there's a lot of pseudo scientific, pseudo psychological sort of stuff. Again, this is, this is my personal bias here. I'm not going to, you know, put the blanket on all of CLCI, but like, I personally am not a fan of NLP stuff. Um, that sort of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. And when people say they're NLP coaches, that sort of. Yeah. Uh, so that's funny is I'm reading, I'm, I'm going through, uh, these professionals make their clients do strange rituals, like to put them in a trance or making them walk on hot coals, <laughs> which might be a little bit in that NLP space that you're speaking of, um, which is not the case. Nobody's putting anybody in trance. Nobody, what's an NLP coach? Uh, well, NLP stands for Neuro, yeah. Neuro Linguistic Programming. Yes, um, and what do something... you like to take that, Lisa? <laughs> I would say it's a different way of interacting, a different way of using words. It's a form of hypnosis. It's essentially using your language uh, and, and to, in order to elicit different React, reactions or responses from other people. Somebody, it, some, some people have called it Jedi mind tricks. It's yeah, it's closely linked to like manipulation and things like that. But it's also been debunked in many ways. Uh, yes, so. that that's my key takeaway. Where that all they assert scientific claims or scientific papers that support their things, but the research shows otherwise, and it's contested. I'm not saying that it's completely false. But there's not enough evidence where I think that it's legitimate, so I just push that sort of to the more woo-woo category. Sounds like gaslighting. I, and it's kind of so you know. Here's, 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 I'd, I'd say this: we're all being uh, NLP'd on some level uh, through yeah. our through through any marketing through anything you're yeah. getting. You're, I mean, that's I mean, this is something. It's it is in many ways neuro uh, marketing all of it's being just just growing up and learning how to talk to people we are learning what to say and how to behave in order to elicit certain reactions from people but so, this is uh, this is also a good example of just like all the sort of terms and technical things that people don't really know about like you don't know most people don't know what NLP coaching is or NLP is and then you have people trying to explain it and then eventually people trying to sell you on it when you yourself, who as a prospective buyer, you don't have all of the answers in front of you. So that leads to a lot of confusion where if we're talking just strictly coaching and the skill of coaching, that's easy to understand. And that's very easy to get people on board with coaching is that you ask questions and you're trying to get answers out of people that they already know the answers to mm-hmm. and you're getting them to do the work, uh, the client, uh, to find answers to problems and sort of achieve their own goals. Um, uh, another, another fear, uh, or we'll, it's, we're leaving the stereotype realm a bit here is that, mm-hmm. that, um, uh, there isn't anybody out there that can help me. There isn't anybody out there that, you know, mm-hmm. it's that I, I'm the right match for There's not, Nobody, no coaches out there will really get me or I, I don't get them. Well, um, that's the great, I mean, I want to say that's the great thing about coaching. Um, I feel like a really good way to dispel some fear around coaching is, uh, you know, people have asked me, what is life coaching? Those who, you know, may not know what it is. And I'll let them know that um, pretty much the purpose and the goal of a life coach is to get you answers that only you can give to yourself 
and you have the right answers because no one else in the world can actually go ahead and tell you what you know you need because they don't live your life they're not in your shoes they're not experiencing things that the way that you do and again a, a coach's job is to get those answers from you that maybe you just necessarily couldn't do so yourself which um i think is again no one has to a coach doesn't have to get you um they probably shouldn't at the end of the session you know a hundred percent understand you um so long as you are getting um you know some type of can anybody ever 100% understand you? Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is that even a possibility? Yeah. Um. It's not the job of a coach is to understand you. Um, again, their, their job is to ask you the right questions so that you can help better understand yourself, which, again, I think is beautiful, you know, as, as you know, that, that session. Another uh, fear is that, well, what if, what if, I don't want to have to work too hard. Like, I don't want to, like, I, I want to be able to, I mean, if they're going to turn me into this goal setting machine. It's all I'm going to care about. My, my free time and life is going to go away and it's, just, I'm going to be miserable at the end of the day. <laughs> I would ask that person, what are you like, even, why are you like even wanting a life coach in the first place? Well, like, are, what, yeah, this is just I funny. mean, if, that, if that's the fear, like, what do you actually want to them? Now, on the other end, though, there is that fear does exist because people are afraid of reaching their goals. They are afraid of success uh, in many ways. Well, and I'm not going to design you to be anything you don't want to be. I mean, I'm not here to design you. This is up to you how you want to proceed if you don't want to be tied up into a bunch of goals. Then let's talk about what that's going to look like as you want to play out your life. You want to achieve this. How do you build both pieces together and so that you're feeling like you're living life and not just doing life? Well, it's really up to you. You know, if you want to sit in, come in and sit in the session and, and just twirl your hair for an hour, <laughs> and that's what you, uh, I ask you that question, That it's all you, go for it. This is what we're doing for the next hour. <laughs> if I was your coach, I'd ask you, okay, you want to be successful and happy, but you also want to be lazy. <laughs> No, 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 no. Well, this is hypothetical. I would ask, how would you do that? Like, how can we get you to that point where you have your free time? To work that into coaching, um, not in those terms, but work whatever weird goal that is to coaching and try to get them to figure out how they can do that. And if they can't do that, then maybe they'll reevaluate their goals and find something that's more realistic. So here's a, a horror story kind of for uh, something that I think all coaches, this is for the coaches. This is for you, the coaches um, <laughs> that, that going out there. And I, I, and sometimes they don't even know that it's a horror thing story that they are know that they're going to be dealing with. Like it's a big, big hurdle for coaches um, outside of what we've been talking about. And that is that, that coaches don't offer a tangible I don't like a they you know a tan it's it's sort of um, this you know be more fulfilled uh, or <laughs> this um, uh, you know live your life purpose but these are concepts that a lot of people don't get uh, really you can't apply it to your day like when I wake up and get out of bed and I'm brushing my teeth I can't I don't I'm hot, I can't wrap my head around uh, fulfillment in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it makes it more difficult for a coach because it's like even with what we do what our clients need is a certification it's a physical thing we hand them they train they get a certification they walk away with this tangible thing a coach has a much more difficult time unless i mean there are spaces that it is easy that roi is easy to prove but it's harder in a lot for a lot of them um and that's i think a big hurdle for coaches that they they often have trouble conquering um i don't what do you say to that I don't know if it's more difficult. It's just, I think it's often overlooked because we talk about fulfillment and happiness and that's like sort of the goal, but I don't think enough coaches actually ask their clients, like, what is fulfillment? What is happiness? What does that look like for you? Let's get down to the nuts and bolts of 
this very broad concept because it's going to be di- the return on investment is going to be different for every single person. But, uh, that's in the session. I'm saying even before the session. I'm saying before, like that yeah. marketing piece, that that big marketing piece is really big hurdle um, well, uh, for people to, to jump because people. How many people are out there paying for fulfillment? I mean, really, like, no, we're paying for our groceries. We're paying for our phones. Um, how do we take this this thing that coaching is very beneficial? It is a service that, that can be make life exponentially better, easier in so many ways. How do you communicate that value in a way that people can understand more tangibly? Well, isn't that why in, like, um, the Lunch and Learns, we sort of yeah. drill down as to what are the actual benefits that coaching with you gets. That's what we talk to the students um, because a lot of the times it's sort of up in the air. I'm a coach who will give you fulfillment and this and the, you know, all that good stuff. But what does fulfillment look like? What is the actual benefit versus all the other extra features? Well, it's a brilliant thing. At least it was telling me about a woman um, that she used to – People used to go to her, like, big group, I guess, talks or whatever, and she'd give them, like, a little pin, like a little flag pin, and people... Heart pin. Heart pin, that's what it was. Who was it? Barbara DeAngelis. Oh, she's brilliant, though. Like, in my head, I had firecrackers going off and lights turning on because she took this one little tangible item that people would go and they, they wanted to collect them. They wanted to have the heart mm-hmm. pin. They wanted you put a heart on every one. Yeah. But it became a physical object, a physical mm-hmm. representation of, of what they had done, what they had gotten. And that became that tangible memory uh, in that, that pin. And it, it's brilliant marketing and it's a brilliant way to sort of uh, get past that hurdle. I think uh, I held on to mine for 20 years. See, I, I, and it's just a pin, right? At the end of the day. No, but nothing. It's nothing. No, nothing. It's just a memory attached to work I did. <laughs> and and then we would collect those little hearts and put them on our pins. And you could see everybody who'd been through multiple. I mean, it's. and that's, But it's brilliant, yeah, right? It's, I agree. it's leveling yeah. up, you know? It's, it grounds it's, that it's whole hard. experience for you. That's it's super cool. And so it's, I mean, honestly, in the simple way, it's, it's, it's a horror, horror story for coaches, but what a, what a creative way to get past that. Um, even whether she did it deliberately or not, it, 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 it's brilliant. Um, I had started, when I started teaching, I had put something like that together and made a little thing to give away to people. And they loved it then too. Yeah, no, everybody, like, we're, I'm having, it's going to be like video games, you have levels, you're going to get uh, various armor, <laughs> so that you can wear it around. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like why we do, you know, digital badges as well. Like, mm-hmm. just having something there, it's such a reward. Um, when we when we switched to virtual, that was uh, one of the first things that I had said that, like, Lisa, we have to do an e certificate. We have to give it to them on day three because they have to feel like they they got something, like they accomplished, they had their certificate, and they got it on day three, and that's really why. We created the e-certificate and i was like okay we're gonna we're gonna have to email these out because i knew that that was going to be very important for them to have in their hands um, when they graduated for them to feel like they had accomplished uh and, and it had needed the goal yeah. essentially so that might be something that coaches take with them like it, when you hit milestones with your client give them something <laughs> you know representation whether it's a you know, or maybe you have their client create something that represents that milestone that they have accomplished as that reminder of the tangible ROI. I mean, Alcoholics Anonymous even has their little tokens it's, as well. It's all, and all of that is psychological. It's amazing, yeah. So in my office, I used to have a bowl of little crystals, little oddly shaped crystals and rocks and different things. And if somebody asked me about them, I would tell them they could choose one that represented their experience. All kinds of little tidbits through um, the years. Yeah. Any other reasons as we're wrapping it up that mm. people should be are, are any other horror stories of coaching? Or well, I'm, there are tons out there. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, we have there have been when we say coaches, and the horror stories typically don't come from trained what coaches. What? Um, I've got one. Um, let's say I'm 
you know, early 20s, maybe just got out of high school, maybe just got out of community college. No way. Nobody want- believed in that. <laughs> and I want a career. And my family wanted me to go into a real profession. I, they wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer or, mm-hmm. you know, work at a corporate job. You're not acting yourself. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me continue. And am I even going to make money as a coach? Uh, that's, well, that's a fear. That's a big fear. That's like, how am I going to make money? How am I going to, is it going to be worthwhile? And it's a business. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you, you'll put it, get it out of it what you put into it. And you believe you, you can charge anything if you believe in it. Yeah. Well, you can charge anything, but, you know, statistically speaking, and this no. is kind of under the radar, but like the median income for coaches, I think was like in the range of 50,000 to 65,000. And then it kind of goes up from there, but you get fewer and fewer coaches going up to the triple or the six figure range. But you know, it is an actual living that people make all the time. Um, I will say, I don't think it's highlighted enough. It it depends too. Like again, it's a lot of people who are going out to be coaches have other jobs. They have other things and they're doing this as a secondary source of income Mm because it's a fantastic secondary source because I can still set my hours. I can say, okay, I'm going to coach this time to this time, four hours a week. Um, but the, the thing that a lot of people aren't considering when they, when they go into that and they still have another job and they still is that this is building a business most of the time and building a business. If you talk to any business owner, it's around the clock work. (laughs) And so if you're, I have another job, the time and energy you need to put into your business is probably not going to be as present as it would be if you were focused on, and you had to make it work, right? It's a different, when you're hungry, you have to figure it out. Like you have to find food, you have to. And so you're out there figuring out, you're hustling and figuring it out. And it can be until you do. And then once you do, it's like, oh, okay, I've got it. I figured it out. And now I can, things are, the wheels are off and, I, and life is good. Um, but there's always that period that's very kind of, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. but if you don't well, have that, that drive, like that, that like fear kind of pushing you, I, it would be harder for me to begin and have a successful practice, I would think, but there, there's there i mean business takes, I mean, whenever you do any of the research it's three years right and we're lucky it's three to five and, and honestly yeah. you're looking at yeah. the percentages I mean, startups alone i believe like 80 82 percent of startups fail they all i mean um Whoa. So this isn't to put a fear in you guys. Yeah, about we're coaching. <laughs> this is to make it a reality that you've got to work it. You've got to put energy behind it. It just doesn't magically happen or get granted. Poof, it, it happens. You have to build a practice, yeah. which Overnight, some of your ability to find your language and your niche and all of the things that we've been talking about can feel a little scary. And yet part of building any business is going to contain these same elements. What is your passion? That's what you're going to work on yeah. instead of a job. So working I'm, and building your passion, that's 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 the golden ticket. And I think a lot of people go into this thinking it'll just it's a quick fix, an easy fix. It's a, a it's a easy alternative. It's a but the truth is it is it's it's as with anything. You're going to put get out of it what you put into it. You will. The, the, yeah. The quick fix, if you will, the quickness of it is once you realize the tools and the techniques work, the quick application of it in your daily life and your daily walk and your daily connections, that is instantaneous. Anthony, are you thinking? Anthony looks like he's very deep thought. <laughs> I would say I bet you guys, I'm assuming here, but you guys I'm sure have received calls where, you know, you'll have someone, prospective student who calls in and asks, can, how do, how are we guaranteeing success after, you know, they actually go ahead and get their certificate? And do you guys typically have a response that you would give? Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, uh, and we also get the other one we get too is, is do you have uh, numbers on how many of your, your coaches are successful? And yeah. my response is always, well, first and foremost, I don't know how you define successful. Yeah. So I don't know how to tell you how to define what is and what is not successful. Um, and to, I think that, that it would be a question on many levels that is a personal thing um, and yeah. how do they define success? And that, that it's a very gray 
space to live in. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, my response would be, you can look at our reviews uh, and, and mm-hmm. everybody seems happy. <laughs> and also we guarantee, we don't guarantee success. We guarantee, we guarantee if you take levels one and two, we guarantee 65.8 training hours that are ICF accredited and a certificate. Success is up to last you. time. Yeah, that's there's nobody. There's no way to guarantee anybody's success. I'm sorry. There's no. It just doesn't exist. That's I, I can't. Problem. I can't imagine walking into a college or university and going to the person and be like, "How can you, you guarantee, guarantee success?" this test, will I be guaranteed success? Other schools <laughs> are touting that. I don't even understand how they can tout that. No, it, it's it's just. It's irresponsible and unethical to guarantee that kind of thing. <laughs> it's just yeah. a lie. Now, mind you, success, successful, I mean, it, it depends on who yeah. that is. And, and success is a very, there's so one of the things, the, the term overnight success drives me nuts uh, because uh, first and foremost, it doesn't exist. It's total fallacy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. There's nothing there to support it. I mean, there, you might have somebody that like blips up really quick and then they're gone, but that's not success to me. That's really not. That's like you had a moment and you're gone. It's not sustained. It's not. Uh, but anybody who comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's like, it feels like it is, I guarantee you, they have just been quietly working their butts off because if they're going to sustain it, you have to have the foundation to sustain it. And so you have to go through that and build that. Otherwise you cannot support your success and it's going to crumble. Either no. that or they sold their souls to somebody. Well, that's true. That happens. <laughs> I was going to say, I like, I've done that. let's get get real for a second you know all of our students and alumni are successful and smart and gorgeous and they're successful in our hearts yeah in our hearts they're successes they're successful no truly they if you're an alumni you you are you graduated you made it you made it you got got your three days you got your hours you got there and coach you're successful in my eyes that's success uh so again success is, is relative so. Uh, yeah, I see going through one of these classes as a successful experience. Um, it is. It's personal, I guess. Um, it's my personal opinion. But I just based off of kind of reading the room, um, seeing all of our graduates come out of class, I feel like they at the very least have, you know, gained some skills that help them um, become better people and live better lives. It doesn't necessarily always translate to you being a life coach. Yes. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, it's just, uh, an experience that is successful because you're walking away with some tools that you prior uh, to taking the class didn't have. And the classes are amazing. I mean, look at how everybody shares at the, throughout the class and at the end. Yeah. There's they no other space like it in the world. There's really not. It's a very mm-hmm. unique space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, we're awesome. Well, I don't want to drag too much here. Too much here. <laughs> So but, but again, that was the reason um, the tagline, our tagline changed a bit is, is that it's, it's, it's training and it's certification um, or well, it's coach training and certification for life. Like, and that's, it's, it's for life, meaning it's not necessarily something that, that you will integrate into your coaching. This is training that is good for your life, period. Yeah. It's good tools to learn for life. Um for everybody, that's the other one that we use. It's for everybody and it's for life. It's if this isn't life coaching, this is coach training for life. <laughs> um, you want to be a better parent, do some life coaching. If you want to be a better religious true. leader, do some life coaching. It's if you want to be a better criminal, life coaching. Oh wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> What was that last one, Anthony? <laughs> Anthony is trying to be paying attention. Make you better. Whatever you decide what you to do. What did you say? I said also criminal. Okay. Yes. Whatever you decide to do, you're going to be better at it because you learned life coaching. Yeah. Yes. All right, so we're done. It's, it's been an hour. We're over time. We can talk all day about coaching. Apparently, we love ourselves. Yes, we're not at all narcissistic. We <laughs> know we're the. No, but it's true. The, the, honestly, we believe in our product. We love what we have. And it is, it is. It's beneficial. I don't care who you are. And I don't care if you get the training from us. Go out and take an ICF accredited class and learn a skill set that is different and a new way to communicate. It's awesome. Yeah. So, um, uh, all right. I think that's it, right? Hashtag yeah. real talk. Hashtag <laughs> be afraid to say that you're a life coach because you know better than the rest of the people who don't. And you know how to... Show that in your life. (laughs) Um, All right. right. 
to those of you watching, this is CLCI Live. We do this every Tuesday at four o'clock. Uh, if you wanted to, us to talk about anything, if there's anything you have questions about, anything of that nature, leave it in the comments and we mm -hmm. will read them and get back to you. We may even do an episode about it or just say hi and we'll say hi back. We probably um, will do an episode about it. Drop, yes. go ahead and drop yes. us. Yes. If you're an alumni and you want to join us too, you know, just ask. Or just say hi. Uh, and then Lisa, do you want to tell everybody about Certified Life Coach Institute? CertifiedLifeCoach.com certifies you in three <laughs> days. Level two certifies you in three days. It's an amazing training. You're going to have some fun. Come visit us. Come join us. Come revisit us if you've already joined us. Lovely to see you all again. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you guys. All right. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.